we have grown so accustomed to place emphasis on a person's position. And there's nothing wrong to honor a person. And we're supposed to honor people. But we've lost the ability to discern what it means to be humble. In our modern environment, in our modern society, every person is taught to let themselves count, to promote themselves, and even step on others in order to get somewhere in life. Is this really what it's supposed to be? Is it all about me? Is it all about myself? Is it all about I? This is totally opposite of how you and I were created to be. We are supposed to serve to become great. So today we're dealing on this topic of true humility. So please stay tuned until after the intro and we're going to continue. Welcome to the Rise and Shine show where we help you to become the leader that you were born to be. The show is proudly brought to you by Sunshine Harvest. And now let's move on to today's episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Rise and Shine show. This is Yanni, your host again, and it's so great to be with you today. Now, like we said in the intro, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into this subject of true humility. Now, what does it really mean to be humble? I don't think we've really understand this anymore because in today's society, people are really being taught to let themselves count, to be, you know, bold and all that. And there's nothing wrong with boldness. Don't get me wrong. You can be humble, but you can be bold as well. When we look at, uh, at ancient scripture, for example, Moses said he was the most humble person or the meekest person that ever lived. And he said it of himself. And that's a bold statement. When we think of humility, we do not think that someone can be bold and really speak out and say, this is who I am. This is what I'm standing for. So let's just look a little bit deeper on what true humility is. Now, I'm going to dig a little bit into the, into the dictionary. And so we're going to look at some of the meanings in the dictionary. Now, humility means freedom from pride or arrogance or someone who's down to earth. And then it further says the absence of any feelings of being better than others. That's what even the dictionary says what humility is. And then when we look at humbleness or to be humble, it means to bring low, not to be proud or haughty and not arrogant. So can you see where the difference comes in? Someone can be bold and they can be humble. But when you're arrogant, it sounds as if you're bold, but you're actually not. You're actually becoming a creep. When you're arrogant, most of the times, if not all the time, you actually a creep. And now look at, let's look at, at, at what pride is. Because when we look at humility, we also need to take a look at what pride is and what, what uh, it means to be a proud person. Now, pride means to think highly of oneself. Now, there's nothing wrong to know who you are, to know what you're standing for, and to stand up for what you what you believe and for who you are. There's nothing wrong with that. But now look, let's look again at arrogance. Arrogance is an ag- exaggerated sense of one's importance. An exaggerated sense of one's importance. That's what arrogance means. Now, with this goes despair. 
Some people are in despair, and despair means an utter loss of hope, hopelessness or confidence. So why I'm bringing this in as well, so that we can just get a fuller picture of humility, of arrogance, of pride, and why we need to walk in humility so that we can be effective. And we're going to really look at examples from history and how and why it is so important to be truly humble. You can also be assertive. And assertive means a bold forcefulness or a confidence in the pursuit of a goal. Confident, it means full of conviction. That's what it really means. And then the last thing is rely on God. Lean on or rest in God. That's really what true humility is. Now, why are you saying that, Yanni? Now, this is the reason why I'm saying this. Because when you do not rely on God, then you become arrogant because you think you can do everything yourself. And you and I have been created Although we've been created in the image and the likeness of God, we have been created by Him. Now let's take a physical example. Say for example, you design a car, a motor car, and you build this motor car. So you set up the plans, you describe how everything is going to work, what uh, kind of engine you're going to use, how the engine should function, how what everything should look like. Eventually, you are the one who will be responsible to write the manual of how that car is to function. Now, let's just take it in in simple terms today. Say, for example, you're driving a Mercedes-Benz. You're not going to go to a BMW uh, um, agent or a BMW agency to fix your Mercedes-Benz. No, you're going to go to the Mercedes-Benz guys because they've got the blueprints, they've got all the service manuals, and they know exactly how that car is supposed to function. And the same the other way around. You're not going to take your BMW to a Mercedes-Benz dealership. So that's what you and I need to understand even with ourselves. God made me, God made you, and he made you and I in his image. So when you and I want to do something, we need to rely on him. Because if I now want to come and think I know exactly what to do, I know exactly how to walk, I know exactly how to um, go about in my daily life, then I'm making a big mistake. Because now I'm placing myself in the place of God. Can you understand? Can you begin to see where we probably went off track and where we lost the track in some cases altogether because when we look at uh, many times at political leaders today they are there to serve people just like you and I are supposed to 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 serve people but they have um, sort of uh, stepped into a position of being all-powerful or that's what they think and that's total arrogance They've been placed, for example, a prime minister of a country. That word minister really means to be a servant. And many years ago when they uh, had to decide what they're going to call the head of a country, they decided instead of uh, calling him a servant, 
they're rather going to call him a minister. But the word minister and servant is exactly the same. So that person has been placed in a position to serve the people of that country. And we don't really see that today anymore. People step into positions and they just they um, step on other people. They bring in stuff where they control people, where they are really rude to people and just bring in laws and regulations that, that totally take people's freedom away, take people's rights away. And that's not how it's supposed to be. So that's why it's so important for you and I to look at at true humility. But you know what? It's easy to, to point fingers somewhere else. But like you know, if I point the finger at you, there's a whole bunch of fingers pointing back to myself. And someone once said to me, they said, Yanni, if you've got a problem with someone, you've got the problem, not the other person. And that's maybe sometimes hard to, to accept, especially if someone is rude to you and all that. But you know what? Why does it bother you when someone is rude to you? There's something inside of me that triggers that I am humiliated, that I'm feeling sore and that I'm feeling sorry for myself. But if I know who I am, it doesn't matter what someone else does. It doesn't matter what someone else says. It cannot really touch me. And that's how we are supposed to walk. And it's only through true humility that you and I can be there. Now, I'm going to give you some uh, some guidance here because we're going to look here at scripture. Now, let's look at, at Jesus who's teaching here in Matthew 18. Now, uh, this whole setup here is where the disciples came to Jesus and they asked him a question. And they said, Jesus, who then is really the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? So here is a question on greatness. This is from Matthew 18 from verses 1 to 5. So they wanted to know from Jesus what his viewpoint is, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Now listen to Jesus' reply and listen and look what he did. Jesus called the little child to himself and put him, the little child, in the midst of all of them. And then he said, Truly I say to you, unless you repent and become like little children, you can never enter the kingdom of heaven at all. Now let's just go back a little bit and look at the meaning of words. Then you will understand this better. Unless you repent. Now repentance means to change your mind, to turn around from where you are. So if you're arrogant, turn around and become humble. That's really what repentance is. To turn away from what you've done, which is wrong, and just turn to do the right thing. That's really what repentance is all about. So Jesus goes on, he says, unless you repent or change your mind and become like little children. Now what does a little child represent? It, it represents someone who's trusting. A little child trusts in his parents totally. He doesn't care where money is coming from. He doesn't care where food is coming from or clothes or whatever. So he's really trusting, and that's how you and I have to be. That little child is lowly, he's loving, and he's forgiving. When you and I look at little children, and there was some disharmony, and they were fighting or disagreeing about something, many times parents get involved or adults get involved. 
those little children, they've forgotten about that long time ago. They for, and they just go on. They've forgiven each other. They just go on and they still love each other and they just play together. But the parents or the adults, they many times for months, for years, stay mad at the, at the other party and the children don't even know about it. So that is really what Jesus is saying here. That's what it means to really become great in the kingdom of God. And he goes on. Whoever will humble himself therefore and become like this little child is greatest in the kingdom of God. In other words, when you and I become trusting on God, remember what I said earlier, when I think I can do everything myself, that's arrogance. It's not humility. So I can be bold, I can be strong, I can do what I need to do in a very persistent way. But trusting that God is my source, trusting that everything that I am and everything that I do and everything that I have comes from Him, living totally for Him, that makes you and I being humble. Can you understand it? Can you begin to see the difference here? It's sometimes it's a little bit different to what we're thinking. And then Jesus goes on in verse 5 and he says, And whoever receives and accepts and welcomes one little child like this for my sake and in my name receives and accepts and welcomes me. So what is he actually saying? He says, If you are not humble and you do not accept each other in humility, if you don't do that, you don't accept me. But if you do this, you actually accept me. That's what Jesus is saying here. And this is really the beginning of the understanding and the knowledge of what true humility is. Now, Paul puts it a little bit in a, in a different light here in Romans 15 verse 8 as well, where, where he says, For I tell you that Christ became a servant and a minister to the circumcised, which are, which are the Jewish people, in order to show God's truthfulness and honesty by confirming and verifying the promises given to our fathers. We must really look here what Paul is saying. He says, I tell you that Christ became a servant and a minister. Remember what I said to you earlier. Becoming a minister like a prime minister or a minister in, uh, in, in government. That person is supposed to be a servant. The same with a minister of the gospel. It means that that person is supposed to be a servant. When you and I take a pastor and we put them on a little pedestal or a bishop or whatever, we actually doing that person a disservice. Yes, we have to honor them. Yes, they are many times and especially in an environment, they are placed over people but they are not supposed to lord over people. They are supposed to serve people. And that is what you and I need to understand. We need to know this. Because if we don't, then we're going to fall into the trap of becoming arrogant. We're going to start lording over people and we want to control people. And Jesus has never said, God has never said, his intention was that one person controls and dominates another person. When he says right in the beginning in Genesis, he says, 
he gives us permission and he says we have to have to have dominion over the earth over the fowl over the the the, the animals and all this stuff there's nowhere where he says that you and I are supposed to dominate people that's very important it's very important we are not supposed to dominate people we are supposed to serve people so in other words in order to become great you have to serve you have to be humble you have to trust and rely on god totally if god is your source then everything else will be supplied like jesus says for example first seek the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all the other things will be added to you so you and i don't have to fight for what we what i am and who i want to become and what i need and all this stuff god doesn't care about that stuff he says no become humble become reliant on me seek the kingdom and here we saw what jesus said yeah how these little children how they represent someone who's really great because these children rely totally on him and that's how you and i are supposed to be we shouldn't become child childish but we shall should become like children now let's look at a few other examples here that i that i pen down here for us 1 john 5:2 says by this we know that we love the children of god when we love god and keep his commandments in john 14:15 jesus says if you love me keep my commandments that's humility that is true humility jesus says if you trust and if you rely on me then you will keep my commandments and when you keep my commandments then you will love me so by doing what god tells us to do and relying on god for everything that i am everything that i have and everything that i need that is true humility and then jesus says yeah he says you and i are not created to carry a load we are not supposed to worry about stuff so here in matthew 11 verses 28 to 30 jesus says come to me all you that labor and are heavily laden and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn of me for i am meek and lowly of heart and you shall find rest unto your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light now look at what jesus is saying here he says uh take my yoke upon you and learn of me for i am meek and i am lowly in heart so if jesus is that should we be different i don't think so actually i know so we shouldn't be don't you agree that's actually cool and then james says here in james 4:10 he says humble yourselves in the sight of the lord and he shall lift you up humble yourselves in the sight of the lord and he shall lift you up you know when you and i do something or when i do something and i say oh look what i've done i'm so great i've done this i've done that you know what jesus says he says you've already had your reward because god will reward me for the things that i doing in the secret god will reward me openly but if i reward myself by saying look how great i am look what i've done i've given food and everything to all these little children who didn't have anything you know what i've already had uh, and or taken my own 
uh, reward. God is not going to reward me. But if I do it in humbleness and in quietness, I don't uh, promote that and I don't, um, you know, shout it out from the, from the rooftops, then God can uh, promote me and God can lift me up and God can uh, do things in my life to honor me and to move me forward. Because to be, become great, we have to become small and lonely. And then here in 1 Peter 5 verses 6 and 7, Peter, one of the apostles said, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that God may exalt you in due time. Just what I said to you now, that God may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. That is true humility, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Now, let me just give you a, a few tips here, if I may. At one point in my life, I didn't really understand. And even if someone even came to me and said, Yanni, how do I cast my cares on Jesus? And I thought, mm, you know, it's like when you go fishing with a, with a rod, you take the rod with a, with a fishing line with a sinker and the hook and you cast it into the water. So I had that picture. And he said to me, yeah, but what does it really mean? How do I do it? And you know, for many years, I didn't really understand how to do it. Jesus says here, cast your cares upon me. And then one day the Lord just opened it up to me. He says, when I carry something, when I am struggling with something, and I just come to him, I come into his presence, then it, it cannot even come into his presence with me. It stays behind. So to cast your cares upon, upon God, just go into his presence. And all these things will just fall off you. Isn't that simple? And that's how it's supposed to be. Just like these little children. Just like humility. We think it's a big thing. But it's not so hard. And on the other hand it is hard. Because we think. We need to do a bunch of stuff to get there. And that's not true. You and I. When, um, when we totally rely on God for everything. What we do, what we say, what we eat, what we drink, what we put on. He's our source. He's our focus. Then it becomes easy. And that is what true humility is. Now let me just give you a few um, uh, things here also from the Old Testament. Psalm 10 verses 17 to 18. Which says, Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. You will prepare their heart. You will cause your ear to hear, to judge the fatherless and the oppressed, and the man of the earth may no more be oppressed. So that's what it is. When we are humble, God listens. He cannot listen to, to arrogant, to the pride people. He cannot do that. And he will not do that. Because he wants us to be totally reliant on him. Proverbs twenty nine twenty three: A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. I'm going to read that again. This is powerful. A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. And then just two more. Matthew 18 verse 4. 
Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. We've already looked at that scripture, but I just wanted to give that to you again. And then lastly, Matthew twenty three twelve, And whoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. So I trust that you understand a little bit better now what true humility is. True humility is really to trust in God for everything who you are, for everything that you are, for everything that you need. Because God says, seek first the kingdom and God's righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. So please, if this is not where you're walking, don't pull a heavy on yourself. Just say, Lord, please forgive me. Just repent. Turn away from that. Turn to God and say, Lord, here I am. I totally want to rely on you. Help me to be there. Help me to walk with you. It's not hard. It's actually very simple. Thank you so much for listening to me. Please share this message with a family member or a friend, someone who needs to hear this, to become great in life, becoming a servant. Please share this message. And I am looking forward to chatting with you in the next message. Have an awesome day. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise and Shine show today. Please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.